Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Fruit of the Boom Podcast. This is your boy, JBJR, in the building. Um, been a second, man. You know, I've been having a lot of episodes um, going on with Fresh Produce Online, just trying to build that up because we know we got a lot of great things going on with Fresh Produce Online. I want to make sure we get those episodes on the podcast, too, so that way, if you ever miss the live stream or if something ever happens to it, like it disappears, you know, we at least got the audio version in full effect, all the podcast, uh, all the podcast, podcasters, all the producers, um, there for you to listen to and go ahead and just hear where they're coming from and still listen to their beats and get a lot of great information so make sure you go ahead and definitely check that out but uh until then no, definitely check out the shows man you know we're on every on all podcast sites so go ahead and search for us at fruit of the boom podcast and you know and it's at fruit boom pie on all forms of social media but right now today we got my man in the building we got one of the founders and one of the original people from the, one of the best DJ collectors I ever heard of, especially in town, man, called Basement Sound System, a.k.a. BSS. Um, so we got my man in the building, legendary, my, legendary, and he just was on Fresh Produce as a main judge as well, man, so we want to give all praise and welcome to my man, super dope DJ, super, super dope, great guy, and a gamer as well, my man, DJ Circus. How you doing, bro? Hey, real good, man, real good, man. Thanks, appreciate you having me, man. Hey, it was super fun being on a, being a judge on Produce, man. That was, uh, you know... <laughs> That's been around the show, been around the show a bunch, and watch you guys. You know, and it was it was real cool to actually you know be a part of it and see the, see that side of it, and you know, it's cool to you know rap with people and listen to dope music. So that was you know that's my kind of my kind of thing. Hell yeah, man! Now we definitely appreciate you uh, for participating in it, and again, man, I appreciate you for just coming on, taking some time out, and talking to me, man. That way, the people can get to know you better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I appreciate you having me, man. This is real oh. cool. Oh yeah, all day, all day, man. So for anyone that's brand new that's never heard this show before. Um, the show is mainly about producers, DJs, and engineers um, hearing about their life stories, um, their techniques, their experiences, anything that's about them mainly. You know, we get a lot of great shows that's about, you know, artists and bands all day, every day. But we never get a lot going on with the actual, you know, producer, you know, or the DJ, the engineer, because these are the people who make our stuff great and so it was, it was i love to hear those backstories and love hearing everything that makes your favorite artists or bands pop so make sure you, you know hear these guys out follow them check them out network with them you know this is their story so i want them to get a chance to hear their story whether they're local here in st louis or abroad somewhere else now i want to make sure you always get your story told because you guys are just important as artists so i want to go ahead and just make it simple and start off like i do with everybody else uh, real simple we're going to start off with, how did you get started off in DJing? And more specific, how did you get started in music in general? Uh, well, I mean, I, 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 I grew up with music. You know, I played, uh, I grew up uh, in, in doing uh, orchestra stuff. So I played like the uh, viola when I was a kid till I was older and all that. That obviously didn't translate to DJing, but, you know, music's always been a big part of my life. Uh, and then uh, as far as DJing goes, I got a... Uh, I, I'd say around you know, the you know early 2000s or so, I was uh, hanging out with a bunch of people in like the local like rave party scene and all that, and it just so happened that a, you know a bunch of my friends were uh, DJs and stuff. You know, so we go to like drum and bass shows, stuff like that. And uh, so just from being around them, I'd pick up. You know, uh, that's that's the easiest way to be a DJ is to know a bunch of DJs, <laughs> you know, because starting out and having that equipment is, is, is kind of, a, especially back then when it was, you know, all all vinyl and all that, that was kind of a big, uh, you know, uh, 
I'd say like a filter for people, you know, it was hard, it was hard to get into that if you didn't already have all the stuff or, you know, access to it, you know? Right, right. So I was saying, I hang out with them a bunch, you know, they were friends and, you know, and I, I was into that scene, but you know, they, so they were, they were drum and bass DJs, but, uh, and I, which I liked that music. I'd go to shows, have fun, but I was always a hip hop head, you know, that, that was, uh, that was always my thing. And I'm like, my best friend growing up was, uh, a rapper, right? You know, he, he did stuff for a long time. I, I could never rap, so <laughs> I couldn't do nothing with that, but I'd always thought about trying to DJ hip hop. And so when I was hanging out with those guys, I, I, I'd, uh, eventually just kind of started doing a collection of hip hop records and I'm bring her to my buddy's house and kind of show me the ropes or whatever a little bit. They didn't really know how to do hip hop, but you know, they could show me the, you know, uh, you know, how to put a needle on turntable, how to, how to use a mixer and all that. And then, uh, just kind of grew and figured it out slowly from there. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Um, so what kind of, um, hardware do you usually use? Are you like a, uh, uh, SP1200 person or what you got? Uh, well, now nowadays I'm on a controller just because you. I mean, they've gotten so good and all that, and I just got I just. Uh, I'm using the Pioneer controller now, the little four channel ones, and uh, it, it man, it's awesome the way they can do with those. But I mean, I, I, I I'm sure to be hard. It will always be a you know Technics and a, and I you know I still break out my Technics in my Rain 56 and play records on that whenever I can. You know that. Uh, that's what I learned on. That's what I like. I, I, it's still like I, I prefer if, uh, not that I've had any DJ gigs in the longest time, but you know, uh, I still prefer going out and playing, uh, using Serato if I can. You know, if it's not, you know, somebody, that's why I always like places like the gramophone that had turntables there. And you know, so all you have to do is, you know, come in, set up, and hook up your Serato rig, and then you're good to go. But for everywhere, everywhere else, man, I just bring the uh, the, the controller just because it's it takes takes a you know 15 20 minute setup process and turns it into you know 30 seconds to a minute, you know, and, and it's just good. You can do everything, you know, you can do just about everything you could. I'm not, you know, I can scratch, but I'm not. You know, I'm not DJ Moff or none of them, man. You know, so I, I'm 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 coming in, jamming, mixing, scratching a little bit, but I, I can do all what I need on the controller if I need to. Absolutely, man. And you know, you know, shout out to Moff, man. Since you named yep. Moff, shout out to the homie, man. Yeah. Shout out to him, good dude, great dude, man. For That's sure. my man. That's my man. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, uh, I mean, I can understand that. You know, I can understand that though. You know, just for ease of convenience. You know, you don't want to look around because, I mean, I see my man. You know, B time. Shout out to him. You know, I mm-hmm. see him when he when we used to do live shows. You know, he would lug out his whole setup, and it was like shit. Yeah. Like, I can imagine, you know, he would have cases and stuff. And so I would imagine, you know, for, and I, you know, he has a controller too. I seen him use his controller yeah. as well. But, uh, you know, I, you know, I know it's, you know, for field work wise, you know, especially how DJ Who, shout out to him, that's how he got him work with, you know, which is uh, analog first. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I can, I can really appreciate what you guys do, you know, as far as, you know, the time and money and effort and space, you know, because this, yeah. you know, those, because those, those pieces of equipment, they're not cheap, and you know, and like you said, one embrace, like I know, the needles are themselves are already kind of expensive, so it's just you yeah. know, so you know, so I would just, and out of curiosity, man, like tell people this, like they want to kind of get started DJing, like you know, would you recommend they start off with an analog setup first, or would you say you find with a control? Uh, I'd say you're fine with the controller. I, I I like that I I feel like I mix better because like if you have the opportunity to use turntables and all that, I would I would say do so. Like I, I really feel like it, it made my you know especially actually you know actual vinyl on turntables, no Serato and all that. Like I, I feel my my beat matching and 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 knowing my tracks is, is a lot better because that. 
Not, now, do I necessarily think you need that if you were starting out? If I were starting out right now, I probably wouldn't spend the money on all that. You know, just just controllers fine, and you, you know it. And actually, you know, most of the most of the software programs we're using Serato or whatever, <clears throat> whatever the other ones are, stuff like that. You know, it, it'll if you use it right, it'll, it'll be a good teaching tool. And just you know, you got to try not to be too reliant on it. But you know, the technology's there; it's so good now. You know, it's you can have it all in one setup. You know, it. Uh, like I said, I, I appreciate the way I learn. I feel like it may be a better DJ for it, but you know, you could you could you could you could do what I do by starting with a controller, no problem. Now. I'd say just get a good, you know, get a, get a, get a decent one. You know, there's always the little one, you know, you can get the two or $300 ones or whatever like that. And those will work okay. But I, you know, you can get like a mid range one. You don't got to go get the $2,000 one, create, you know, with all the bells and whistles and all that, but you know, get something, you know, maybe just above like the lowest tier and make sure you like it. You can always, this stuff always resells too. You know, there's always, always another person wanting to be a DJ and, you know, always a DJ looking for some new stuff, you know? No, absolutely no absolutely man like i always you know and i i am a fan of like having my buy and use equipment like i got used keyboards and pads and shit here you know what i'm saying just yeah. right in, you know whenever i want to use them i have just use them like i don't need something that's like brand brand new now for like certain things like you know brand new for me would be like better computers stuff for my computer stuff yeah. for myself because i make beats like so for me it's like i need stuff better for like my focus right stuff better for like better uh video cards depending on what I need to do or better you know um you know just a monitor just so I can just see everything better like I've started upgrading stuff just over time you know what I mean yeah and with those upgrades you know it, it definitely helps and but I do agree with you man you know it's, it's kind of like with beats man it's like it's not really so much the machine so much it's like the person behind it like what you can do with it. Mm -hmm. because like I said I've seen you know people like yourself and V-Time who uh several people like just get down on a simple controller and just go to work and it's just amazing and i've seen other people streaming online you know same thing you know going to work just regular controller or but as but i have noticed you know a lot of people that's newer don't know the old school analog way and then uh the beginning is that i will talk that i was taught by dj who i know he started me on analog you know i'm not an actual mm -hmm. dj but he taught me the basics of how to do everything yeah. And so he was like, okay, say, I'm going to teach you on analog. So that way we go to uh, a better format, like as far as like more controller format, it's going to be just a easy switch. And I was like, right. okay. I was like, okay, I see. And, and, and I do agree that it does make you better, especially if you make beats like I sample. So for me, like beat matching is like key and hearing samples is like key. And um, that's actually a good segue as a matter of fact. Um, since you're a DJ, I know some DJs do also produce. So do you produce as well? Uh, no, I don't, man. Yeah, okay. it's, it's something I, I, I did my toes in a little bit. I used to actually live with uh, Ben Bounce, one of the original crew members of the DJ. He's he, one of the best producers I've ever, ever known, man. We, we lived together for a year, so maybe we'll... That's my guy. I'm, That's my yeah, guy. I messed around with it a little bit, and uh, yeah, you probably met him in like the beginning of the Fresh Produce days and all that. Kind of, yeah, actually, That's, me and him, we, we went up against each other. Yeah, I was there, man. That's, I, you know, because me and you, I don't, I don't think we ever really rap much, but, you know, uh, I, I had seen you around. I, I knew your name well before all this, you know, and uh, I, 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 I was pretty sure the the original Fresh Produce is where I, for, I first heard about you, man, and then hearing your beats Man, and stuff like that. And I, I remember the name, man. You guys, you guys had some good stuff going on back then, man. That was real cool. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it was. But yeah, yeah I just never, it just, it just never was the, the kind of thing I, I'd invest time in. You know, like I, I liked it, but it just, you know, I don't know. It, uh, 
that I don't have that uh that 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 drive for that you get that you really gotta have you know and I I don't want to I don't want to come in and make people listen to my half-ass beats or nothing you know. <laughs> oh no, nah, man. I mean the way we the way I figure at this point, man, because I put it like this, man. When I started making beats, I was I'm 33 now. I was 18 when I started making beats back in 05 for the loose four. You know what I'm saying on. A computer, um, computer laptop. I uh, like got from. I used to go to ITT Tech. Yes, yes, yeah. I got went to ITT Tech. I ain't got no shame in my game. That's what fuck happened. So I had a, a laptop from them. I went ahead um, and just learned how to do some basic stuff because a good friend of mine, shout out to my uh, Bellboy, who was actually on the gaming podcast with me, you know, one of my best friends. He got me interested in the beats and. From there, you know, I got my uh, school. He showed me just simple layouts. and said, hey, this is how you make a beat. And I kind of went from there. I just was listening. I was like, Soldier Boy sound and stuff, or, you know, dance transition, like Three Six Mafia trap shit, and then mm-hmm. went to Dilla shit. Then I went to Pete Rock shit. Then it just kind of just, from there, you know what I'm saying? That's it's, it's shit, kinda, yeah, uh-huh. It just kind of took a life of its own, man. So, you know, so I'll say this, man, and I've heard, especially like in Fresh Produce, you know, I've heard people that's, you know, has amazing beats that probably I don't think could ever be beaten in a battle to people that's just starting out with just some simple stuff that you heard back in like up to like beginning of 2001 like that era sign of shit you know what I'm saying and all I gotta say with that man is you if you ever wanted to you know just to start some shit man just to get get it going I mean why not I mean you already got the beat max skill you know what I'm saying you already got it so since you already have that I mean producing isn't hard. It's one of those things from, especially for me, I guess it's more so of a, it's easy to learn, but hard to master because once you get your groove down, it's easy. It's just like what you DJing, like you know it, it like, it's, like it's ingrained in you. So uh-huh. it's the same thing with beats, man. Like, you know, especially like if you like Fruit of Loose, which I recommend anyone get if you don't know how to make beats at all. It's a simple interface. It's real simple. You know what I'm saying? But you can use whatever you're comfortable with. But I'm an FL head through and through. Got a tw- I got 20. I've been having some from four to 20. So for me, it's, you know, it's just whatever. So, I, so I'll tell you too, man, like if you ever want to get into beats one day, you mean, of course, not anytime. So I understand you got your own stuff going on. But you know, if you ever wanted to, man, it's really, it's. I think it's an easier transition than what I thought it was going to be. Because I, what I've been hearing from people that did DJing into beats, it's kind of a simpler transition. So you should, man, just give it a try one day. You know, you yeah, should. Now's the time, especially with you know, I mean, you know, not going out playing gigs, doing all that. You know, that and that was always, that was always my biggest, you know, uh, level DJing though, man, is, is just getting out and uh, you know playing for different crowd, you know, crowds and all that, you know, whether it's, you know, there's a lot of different types of that, you know, whether you're playing a packed room at Atomic, playing bangers all night, which is, you know, its own kind of fun. But I, you know, my, my biggest thing, you know, my, I, had, I would have the most fun playing somewhere like, you know, if I can play like gramophone with a bunch of, you know, cool folks and get a bunch of heads bobbing, you know, that's my, and I just kind of, I, I like soaking up that energy of it, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's the most fun for me. But now with all this, I probably should have, Started trying to make me mess around with it once all this, uh, you know, pandemic stuff started happening because you know, you know, like I didn't, I, I didn't have time sitting at home now. <laughs> no, I understand, yeah. man. Like I understand, like I've been making yeah. my own beats. I mean, because you know, for me, man, you know, for making beats, you no, know, I'm used. I can crank something out with no problem. But you know, I haven't been cranking out as many as you think I would. But I've been podcasting. You know, I've been podcasting, mm-hmm. helping out stuff like this. But I will say this, man. You know, 
in these times, it is something like me making or for you scratching. You know, it's you know, it's therapeutic. It's cathartic and therapeutic. You know, you know, for someone that's a creative, that's you know, that's something that they're really good at. So, yeah, man. I mean. Bro, if I was you, like, for real, like, because I know I got some of my homies, like, uh, a couple of my boys just got into EDM and uh, pop music uh, and shit like that. And they ain't know nothing from Adam at all, man. I think they just started using, like, Logic and stuff, like Logic Pro or something like that. Like, they took them maybe, like, a couple months, man. Like, did some tutorials on YouTube and... By God, it got good, man. It's getting good. So yeah, that's that's so great. The resources are out there for people now. You know, that's that's a yeah. big thing too. That uh, you know that that that's a big you know pro for people that are out there. It's fair to compared to when I started DJing too. You know, like it was a lot of just get people to show you. You know, there wasn't you couldn't you know find tutorials, YouTube's, all that stuff. You know, reliable right. information. But now for that, and so I'm sure producing is pretty much the same. But yeah, that, that, you know, that creative outlet, man, I, I appreciate you saying that like that, uh, you know, I got a, I made that 30 minute mix for the, for the podcast you asked before. And that was the first time I had, you know, had been DJing in a while, you know, I put on, I since probably the pandemic stuff started and, you know, getting that and going through and setting up all that stuff. And, you know, I just kind of played a freestyle. I was just, I, I didn't make like, a, you know, it, it was a good mix, but I, you know, it wasn't, any, you know, some thing i planned out i was just kind of picking and jamming tracks and playing you know playing what uh what i you know what sounded good next you know and uh but that you know really inspired me i think i'm gonna start making a little you know more of them little like tight 30 minute mixes here and do stuff like that because i you know made me miss you know sit there i got down in my basement and i cracked a beer started jamming man <laughs> you know and just it, it, you know felt the vibes man and it kind of you know lit that fire i mean make it made, made me miss real gigs but you know this was this was as good as you know as close to get so i think i'm gonna start doing little mixes like that and just put them out for free and get you know if anyone wants to listen to them have them check them out just to go through you know all different kinds of genres and shit you know see what kind of weird shit i got you know oh absolutely bro and i'll definitely listen to them like like i was telling you right before uh the show started, man. The same miss that's going to be that's playing through this is the same miss I was just listening to on my phone right before we started. And I'm telling my man, you got them skills. Like I say, every to me, everyone in the basement sound system crew, man, is very highly skilled, man. The guy has their own flair, and it's always good. So if you ever get a chance to, you know, especially if you're in St. Louis, you know, if you ever get a chance, you want to listen to some great DJ, man, it's great mixing. Always just look to BSS or basement sound system and look up like my guys. Like Circus and DJ Who and Moth and D Time, they some fresh produce. Like it's so many of them, man. It's, and my man Uptown and Uptown, Dead Disco and Dead yep. Uptown and Dead Disco and you know all them, all them guys, man. You know all you guys are fantastic in your own way. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate that, man. So yeah, and that mix was dope, man. So and matter of fact, um. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but are you on uh, Miss Cloud? Uh, no, but that's the one I need to start looking at. I was going to figure out a way to start. Like that one I just put up on a Google Drive and was sending out to some folks, you know. But I was going to look up, uh, you know, whether it's Mix Cloud or SoundCloud or how to how to put out uh, like a series where I could just send people to, to check it out easier than that. So that's something I'll, I need to maybe wrap with you later about or figure that out or, you know, one of the guys. Yeah, man, it's it's, yeah. it's mad simple, dude. Like, yeah, I would just say go to MixCloud because I know a lot of uh, DJs I know, like, you know, here, you know, locally or just all over the country or internationally, like, they start using MixCloud more, especially because, unfortunately, Facebook and shit like that has been doing a lot of copyright right. strikes. And so, like, so live, a lot of live stuff that they would like to do, you know, unfortunately. But, you know, 
But I know, I do know that, you know, stuff like SoundCloud and MixCloud are like great outlets, especially MixCloud, man. Like, I've seen that be really good for DJs, man. Like, I'm not sure how Twitch been doing stuff. Like lately, how how they been with that? But I know Twitch has also been pretty good. But as long as they haven't been like striking people down, Twitch is, I would say, as far as you want to do something live, live, that's probably the absolute best. I mean, because I mean, I love Facebook. I'm getting around. I love Facebook and you know for their live stuff and YouTube for their live stuff. But um, copyright strikes is just right. The depth of like you're trying to be a creative man. So it's just like you know. So I, I would say, if anything, man, I would say looking at it and like I said, I can give you the link because I put my I put the same podcast on this cloud. This is like one of the first things I put on Miss Cloud was this podcast. So mm-hmm. it's it's real simple, bro. So no, I can definitely show you, man. It's it's not hard at all. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, Andy, I, I go back and give a someone mentioned Uptown, I gotta give him a big shout out. We talked about when I started DJing, like me and me and him are we came up together as far as like actual like you know, like I said, I I, I had a bunch of drum and bass friends show me what's up, but like me and him start you know, we started DJing uh like my first get actual like gig gig was uh delmar we had uh pirate nights at the delmar lounge like, every monday night and stuff like that you know and me and him kind of neither you know neither one of us really knew what we were doing probably didn't you know deserve to have a gig at that point but we you know we uh you know we were young and we could get people in and hey you know we had a lot of fun just bringing in playing vinyl and uh i had i had a had a, known the guy did uh, he was a friend of mine that was running that night before but you know me and uptown kind of really you know coming up with him man we really you know I, I'd probably be just half the DJ I was if it wasn't for me and him kind of pushing each other to get better and learn new stuff and, and just having fun doing it. So big big shout out to him. I I, I, I probably cut my cut myself off earlier before I mentioned him, but you know I got I got to get a shout out to my guy. Oh, absolutely, man. He's that's the big homie, man. Shout out to my man Jerry, man. Shout out to you, brother. Hell. Uh, <laughs> but uh, speaking of which, that's actually a good segue. So um, because you're part of the uh, BSS Collective. How did that start, like necessarily, and how did the name just come up? Because I mean, you know, as far as that, like, in as far as like members, because of course I mentioned quite a few, but mm-hmm. who would you say is all like actually in the crew, and how did you guys even make the collective to start? How did that even start? I mean, it, it really kind of came came together organically over a period of a of a couple of years or so. I'd say a year or two at least. Uh, what had happened was, uh, like I said, me and me and me and Uptown Jerry Hill were we had our little night over in uh, in Delmore Lounge in New City, and then this is a you're gonna date me a little bit, but this is the, the MySpace era. So you know we would uh, we were always posting stuff online, and we'd see. I saw for they had had a hip hop night at the place to, place in Overland up in North County called Just Bills, which I I was living maybe you know half a mile three quarters of a mile from that place and I was like oh shit you know there's a hip hop night right there I didn't know about you know so I'm gonna go uh check it out and uh they 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 were doing Thursday night so I was free you know I was free we weren't working there uh we weren't I wasn't DJing at all that night so I just kind of popped in that was that was DJ who who was doing uh he had a night there called uh Just Bill's Basement and uh so they, they would do uh they're, you know, like me and Jerry's night was a DJ night. Like this, they're, they're, the basement was a was an actual hip hop night. So we, you know, we, we would come out. He would have DJs like uh, playing mixes during that, but they would have actual. They would they would put on shows with live acts. You know, so sometimes you know, depending on who they got charging the door, or if it's like just a couple local guys, free entry or whatever, whatever it be. You know, but uh, we throw you know small shows, bigger shows there. But they would do it every Thursday, and it was a real super cool hip hop night. It was real fun, right? My vibe, you know, man, and I. Uh, I, I just popped in and kind of 
found DJ Who and talked to him, man, you know, and this, you know, just kind of approached him and, you know, we kind of vibed real cool. And he invited me out to come be like the DJ for a couple nights, you know, and I had such fun doing it and lived so close. So, you know, I, I just kind of ended up showing up and then and, and whenever he wanted somebody to fill in, give him a break from DJing the night or, he, you know, he'd rotate us out. And, you know, he'd have me one one Thursday, you know, as the background DJ and you'd sit there, you know, if, if, if the whatever artist needed a DJ to, to run the tracks, do whatever you do that. And then you kind of mix and vibe and, you know, the rest of the night and all that. And uh, that's how I met, you know, he, he'd have Moff come through with you. He was, Moff was DJing for the Earthworm. So he'd come in and DJ with us. And so sometimes we'd set up like, you know, four decks and sit there and jam out and uh, got brought up uptown a bunch. And we all just kind of linked up and then started inviting Sean out to our nights. You know, man, like I, I've always been the guy to, you know, I, like, there's, there's some cats out there that like want to guard their gigs and don't want to give anybody else like we, man, if if there's another DJ, man, I, I, I have fun DJing with other guys, you know, like I, I'm i not necessarily, you know, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I like money, you know, but I'll split money with anybody to, to have, I have more fun because if I can sit there and play some records and vibe, you know, and, and vibe and then they hop on and play some months, you play, play what they do and I can vibe off them, man, that's, that's when I'm, that's when I DJ my best, you know, I mean, I have fun, I, I can sit there and, you know, I could DJ a a five-hour party by myself if I had to, but it, you know that ain't that ain't as much fun for me. I'm sitting there vibing with another one or two DJs, so we would use the you know nights to we started turning the nights we had at uh, Del Mar Lounge uh, into like showcase nights, and then at around the same time we got there was a place that's uh, I guess it gets it's gone now. They got those like washu dorms and stuff there, but it was right across from a. Uh, Del Mar Lounge, a place called uh, 609. 609, yep. 609, yep. you lounge. 609, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, so uh, I had, this is again from the Ray folks I knew, I had, they 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 had had, uh, they were running a Monday night thing there. So that's, that was part of the, part of the why I got, you know, was able to get a bunch of crowd in at the Del Mar Lounge, because I knew, I knew all all the people in that scene that were over there across the street. And so that would close at 1.30 and all of them would come over and hang out afterwards, and, you know, you know that 1.30 to 3 crowd. And so, you know, I, I could bring in a bunch of people like that, so that helped. But uh, so we, I, I had gone over there at New Lounge and we had kind of a in with them and they, they, they wanted to try something on Tuesday nights. So we created a, 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 a night called Crossfader Wars. We were basically gonna set up like just, you know, basically a, a all night, you know, DJ jam, scratch session, whatever. We'd set up, you know, at least four turntables, invite whoever wanted to come out. That's how we met Ben Bounce for the first time. He came down and was uh, was, was scratching with us. You know, we'd get whoever would come out, you know, uh, DJ Who, Moff, you know, uh, DJ Spec. A lot of the a lot of the originals came through to that. And, you know, so it really was those Crossfader Wars, it was Crossfader Wars at, uh, at 609, which came secondary, but the primary one that brought a lot of us together was, was DJ Who's Night at, uh, at Just Bill's. That, that, that one really, you know, we kind of all coalesced around there. And uh, that's where we got the basement name from. That, that they had uh, eventually moved that, because they, they were, they moved from Just Bill's down to Atomic Cowboy uh, when they started ho hosting shows there. And so we just brought the basement name with us, and so they, we were doing the basement at uh, at uh, this that Sean was doing. He was he was the, you know I'd help out, but this was his night. He did this was his baby. He, he did all the the, the hard legwork on that man. Uh, so he you know he he called the basement there, and we all kind of I, I think he can't I think I, I could be wrong. I think it was Sean that came up with the name basement sound system for the crew. We all kind of you know like it all it, it just he brought it up. You know, we all we were all DJing together anyway. You know, it was 
we were a crew and everything but name at that point. You know, it uh, you know, it, any one of us could, you know, we're, we're 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 all you know all comfortable with each other. We would have covered each other's gigs, DJed it with you know with anybody with you know all with each other. So it was it was real cool. And then, you know, as soon as as soon as he said it, everyone's like, "Yep, that's you know, we just knew that it just felt right." Hell yeah, man! So as far as uh, members, including yourself, ex- excluding yourself, and who who would you say is still all considered part of BSX? Oh man, I gotta go off a list now, man. It's got it's grown a bunch, but lots of cool folks, man. Like the some of the original, you know, were uh, Dead as Disco, which man, he mean him, me and him didn't. We, we we had crossed paths a bunch, but we didn't really. Me and him didn't start playing gigs together till like a few years later after that. Me and him really vibe, man. Like we, I'm, he, me and him played a bunch of gigs at Gramophone and and uh, Handlebar and, and Moonrise, place like that. And me and him, and like he's got. Uh, our vibes cross over, but then he go, you know, he he goes in a different direction with a lot of shit, and I, I go in another direction, and it, it kind of works out really well, man. We have we have a blast, and probably we're, we're drinking way too much when we're playing because we have so much fun. But but uh, Dead as Disco was a big part of the of beginning there, man. Uh, obviously DJ Moff, he's you know uh, the 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 wonder of St. Louis. If you ask me, man, that's you know if I, if I had to throw a guy out there to not only I mean representing the crew, if I'm if I'm representing St. Louis, man, he's up there. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it'd be like him or, or you know, shout out to he, he's not part of the crew, but my, he's my boy, uh, DJ Deception, man. Tony is is one of the best DJs I've ever, you know, gotten to share turntables with. So, I, you know, don't think I'm forgetting him. But uh, uh, who else was there? He does DJ Spec. He's our, you know, probably the grimiest dude in the crew, but he's the most, you know, he's, you know, everyone's got to have that dude where, you know, you got to, you know, oh, go look out. Here comes DJ Spec. You know, you shout know. out to Spag. <laughs> shout out to Spag. He knows what I mean. You know, it's all love when I say that. You know, we had a blast. You know, we had a lot of good times. Uh, I don't. I don't know how if he, he's still active. He's he's been moving around, so I don't. I don't know where he's at now. But I think yeah, he, last time me and him, we we played a little bit together at a time of cowboy a couple of years ago. So I know he's still. He's you know, he's still got the skills, man. You know, but uh, I, I don't know exactly where he's at now. Uh, then so let's. I know I'm probably forgetting some of the uh, one or two of the original guys, but uh, then we started expanding out the crew and you adding 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 new guys like uh, Ben Stein and Familiar Cat Brady. They they were they had a little little crew called the Loud Outfit, you know, and they were they were they had a lot of fun. I've had, I've had a lot of fun playing with those guys, man. Like that that those are my you know those uh, we party every time we play, man. Like we, I play shows. They, they, they do their shows at, at like. Uh, handlebar and stuff like that man and I, I've had some of the wildest nights doing that man like those, those guys you know we, we get all we get silly with some of the shit we play but it's good <laughs> you know it's yeah, yeah, shout out fun, to them, you know man. yeah for real uh oh hooey, man I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna feel like an asshole for uh on my language but uh forgetting for people here you oh, know you good man and then obviously you know B time man you know dude B time man I tell you what he's he's he makes me one of the proudest uh, dudes not that he owe, he doesn't owe me nothing, but it, you know, it's just seeing him grow as a DJ and come in and it, like he, the yeah, he's easily the the one I've seen come the farthest out of anybody. You know, like we've come a lot. You know, don't get me wrong, I've, I've, you know, uptown because I've gone with him so long, but I'm just talking like in in the amount of time that he spent DJing and the dedication he had, man. Like he, you know, he, I know, I always knew he, I knew he was cool right up the start, but I tell you what, man, he's he's impressed me maybe more than anybody else out there. With the way he, you know, with his drive, with his his love of DJing and all that, man. Like, I, shout out to V Time, man. It, I, 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 dude, every time, every time I see him, he impresses me even more. 
Hell yeah, that's my man. Shout out to him, man. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm forgetting guys. Uh, but then, you know, I also like, you know, we started reaching out to more even, you know, like like uh, Matt Sawicki, you know, is, uh, you know, he, he's a DJ, but, you know, he was, you know, he brings in a lot of other aspects that we don't have too. you know, he with his all with his uh, studio work and all that stuff like that. That's all, man. He he, he brings yeah, a yeah. level to it that I, you know, I, I can't even, t- you know, touch on that, you know. But, and then we have, you know, we have a, a ton of fun DJing, too. Like, and he, and he brings uh, a whole nother, like library of music in his head that i like he plays some stuff that i'm just like wow that's you know like i'm like yeah. he, he's one of the yeah. cats that, like i'm constantly like creeping up like i'm pretending to say hi but i'm looking over there like, hey, what's the track man hey what's up you want you want, yeah. let me buy you a shot let's let's talk to him about that track right now <laughs> you know that's bro that's bro you that's know my man. you know for sure man uh yeah uh shout out to uh dj mad monk he was one of the guys that got us that we we got real involved he was in on it early too man but uh he was he was heavily involved with Six and I and like he was their like weekend guy and all that. So we we would bump into him. He would come out to Crossfader Wars with us and he's super cool dude. Fucking he uh he got a he just opened up a restaurant down in the loop here this last year, man. And uh you know feel I'm I'm rooting for that dude hard because this is a, this is a tough time to be in that business and where he's at there, man. But he's a smart dude, good DJ man, lots of fun, man. We again we had you know. That's man. That's the biggest thing. One of the crew, you know, like everybody's, you know, good DJs and, and, and talented musicians. But you know, we're all, you know, like everyone just vibe. You know, we're all real chill and vibe together. You know, and uh, now I'm forgetting. Uh, now I'm running through. Stand the man and uh, DJ Cinnamon, both part of the crew. They they'd come shout out. Shout out to them. Yeah, shout out, shout out. And uh, you know, Stan. Stan's one of the guys. You know, the guys that I knew. You know, having him. You know, he was always. He joined the crew a little bit later. Like uh, Cinnamon was in a lot earlier. But Stan joined a little bit later, but he was always like, you know, none of us wanted to bother him asking him to join the crew. You know, like he was always welcome to go. We were just like, you know, but it's like, you know, you don't, you know, he's 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 a local legend, if you ask me, man. And uh, absolutely. And, you know, so we, we he would play, come out and play gigs with us and we do, you know, we'd buy it. You know, it was always an honor to have him come out like they they were doing that. Uh, I think they had that that uh, Monday nights at the high point. We do. I forget the the name, but slipping me now with crucial and them. I'm, I'm gonna kick myself in the ass later for not remembering the name of that night. Uh, but they had a lot of good DJs going through there. It was, it was like Aflex, Trackstar, all that, you know. But so, so some of them they, they would close down 1:30. So they, every once in a while they they'd be coming down and hang out down on Monday down at a uh, Delmar Lounge with us. So and I I had known DJ I had known Cinnamon through the rave scene before. She she had actually started out as a drum and bass DJ. And so when she tried to transition to hip hop, I was like, "Hey, come out and you know, we got some hip hop records. Come out, <laughs> come out and play with us." Very beautiful, you know? you know. Yeah, man. And she, yeah, she's good, man. And, and she's another one. Hey, man, she, she, uh, she impresses me every time. You know, like it. it not, not that the other oh, guys yeah. don't. You know, oh, it's yeah. like obviously, obviously, Stan the man impresses me every time. But you know, it's I, I enjoy seeing the ones you know that uh, that, that I've seen grow so much. You know, like Stan's. Uh, Stan's just always been great, so you don't, you don't, you don't need my phrase. He knows, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, shoot, man, who else? My free man. The crew's grown so over these years, but it's, a, you know, it's, it's all, you know. Uh, Drace is real cool cat. He brought a different vibe in, you know. Uh, shout out to anyone I'm forgetting. Sorry, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you little play. Hey, don't you know? blame the heart. Blame the head. Right. 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 You know, I've been drinking a bit in this quarantine here, man. It ain't, ain't done me the best, but you know, 
<laughs> come out. I'll come out strong in the end. You know. I understand, bro. No, we look. We almost. We almost are done with 2020, right? We almost right. done. So hope. Let's hear the 2021, right? Hope. Hopefully, right. 2021 is better. Right. That's all we go yeah. for. Not yeah. Not a lot of this. This gonna be my years coming out as much as people here, but you know, we'll, man, we'll look. see, man. Everyone's just like, come on, 2021. Just. At the, just just be decent. That thing right, right. just just be yeah. decent for us. That's yeah. all I think we can hope for. But um actually as a matter of fact, man, since we still got some time, um I know a lot of people have different kind of stories and stuff. So do you have any kind uh do you uh, did you ever do any kind of touring or anything like that? And if you have, do you have any tourist stories? Uh I never did much tour, man. The, the closest I ever did to like travel DJing uh was I I'd uh, you know, I'd every once in a while I'd go out to Columbia, and then they'd have gigs out there. We had some connections with folks out there now, and uh, you know, which uh, mostly, you know, it, it, all that's done because that, that scene over there changes so quickly because of all the, all the, you know, places, you know, it's, you know, it's college towns. The the where you have nights and all that is is a little more uh, uh, fluid than it is up here and all that, you know. But uh, I used to, I I go down there and play parties and stuff like that, and then I. Probably, probably my wildest thing, man. Whatever, whatever once was I got booked. This was through uh, again some of the guys from the rave scene that I did. like. I would, I would, I would play shows here in St. Louis. I would, I would play like I'd be that one hip hop DJ at the rave show for a bunch of time. You know, like they, I'd, I'd play a second room for you know like big drum and bass shows would come in town and some warehouse and all that. You know, so because I knew the guys there and they wanted you know to kind of you know switch up the vibe. You know that. A lot of them were real cool. A lot of the, the promoters and that were real cool, but they would want to do different stuff. You know, they wouldn't, you know, they don't want to just have the one thing there. And, and so I'd, I'd be, I'd be the guy to come out and play, you know, uh, the side room or something and vibe. And then I get to play tunes from friends of mine there and give people a little different, you know, a uh, little different vibe. And they, uh, and, and they get to enjoy the rest of the show, you know, so that was always fun for me. But I got booked at one. They, they did, we did a rave live show, like kind of show, kind of like that. It was most, mostly electronic artists, and then it was me, uh, but down in Paducah, Kentucky. And I tell you what, them guys partied like I, I didn't even know. <laughs> people, people got to that late, you know. Like I, I, I partied my ass off here and all that, but like you know, we, they, we, we got wild at that, at the venue they were at, and then by, you know, by the time we went to, uh, I was actually crashing at the place the guys that booked me i was going to crash at his place but apparently they were throwing the after party there and by the time we got back for the night somebody had already broken the toilet in half some some girl did <laughs> even like a big dude yeah we come in and like, like the, the porcelain Stop. like the porcelain not even like knocked out the wall like somehow like the porcelain had cracked open and the toilet was just done so like how uh, the fuck did you <laughs> Wow. I didn't see it happen. All I saw oh. was them getting mad at this girl a whole bunch, and and then that's where the after party <laughs> stuck from there. Like, you know, that's how the, you know that's how that start. And I walk into that, I'm like, oh, this is how it's gonna be. So, you know, uh, so that got they got down out there, man. That's something you know they. Uh, but you know, no, nothing too wild happened. But it was just you know, it, you know, if if it did, I don't really remember it because I got you know I was trying to keep a you know show my roots of getting wild with them. You know, can't can't you know I was young enough to. You know, let the pride take over, but you know, that's about it, man. Yeah, I don't, I, I didn't do any, I, I haven't done any like big tours and nothing with groups or nothing like, you know. Wow, that that <laughs> that right there just someone cra- like you don't hear that happen too often. Someone nah. cracking a porcelain toilet in the half. It was like it wasn't even like a big girl. Like you, like, you think I got like you might envision this some big, you know, like she was, you know. 140 pounds, maybe tops. You know, nothing like that. I don't know how she did it, man. 
but she was wasted and and, and everybody was pissed at her <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Yeah. I wish I could have. I wish I could have got there five minutes early to see the the series of events that led to that. You know, I saw the fallout, but you know. Yeah, I would have to. I would have to know the story on that, yeah. man, because yeah. <laughs> you just don't hear yeah. that happen every day, right. man. You, you just, you just don't. Yeah, that one stuck with me, man. Hell no, nah, hell no. Nah. Well, let me ask you this: Do you have any stories, um, good stories that you would like to share with anyone about stories? I mean, about stuff that happened here in the city with just the BSS, or just yourself, just with DJing, like a crazy night that happened, or just a super interesting night that's just super memorable to you? Uh. Yeah, man. Well, I had uh, some of the, the most wild one, man. Like honestly, most of my times with the crew, we're all we're also you know everybody tries to keep it so professional. We're good. I mean, we had black, you know, we we party and do all that stuff. But like my wildest times were with when I had connections with the the rave scene in town because I knew uh, I knew a guy who would shout out to him. But you know, uh, rest in peace. He just passed this last year, man. Uh, guy, he uh, Eric. He he was a local promoter. Went by the name Doctor Candy. He would. He would throw like the like real underground shows, you know. Like there were there were you know I, I know a lot of guys that throw like really professional, right? You know, like they call them raves, you know all that. These guys do put you know thousands of dollars and time and hour and work setting these things. These are you know you know professional level events and stuff like that. And not that not that Eric's weren't, you know, Doctor Candy's weren't, but like he would do like like when you think about like real old school underground, right? Like we would show like we would. I don't know if you know what the Powell Square building was. Yes. driving downtown that like yes. hollowed out where it's like it used to be like an old t- textile factory or something like that you know but uh like he would go we would he would go out there and he did a number of times where we he would uh get a we get it bring a generator out table and you know, set up a pa and in 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 turntables and stuff like that and dj up in one of the top floors of that and then have you know just throw like a little pop-up party you know i don't know you know go we Kind of pay off the homeless guy, bring them a couple, a little bit of booze and some food, and they, you know, they were cool and leave us alone and shit, you know. And people would just show up, and we kind of go till, you know, either either everybody was too tired or the or the cops kind of broke it up, you know. And uh, so that that was always wild. Like we would do that, like we did that there. We did a couple shows. He did a couple ones down like uh, down by the riverfront by where all the graffiti art and stuff is like that. And we just do it outside, kind of, you know. And you know, usually that area is so desolate that you know, most of the time. We had a couple times where cops showed up too, and they, you know, they were just like, "Hey, uh, make sure nobody gets hurt, and if uh, you know, uh, we get called out, you know, they weren't called out there, but like, if we get called out here, we're gonna have to bust you up. But other than that, like, just don't bother nobody. And you know, but we had a lot, you know, lots of, you know, it was, but that was like really, you know, that was that was the most like underground shit I ever did. I'd always wanted to find a way to do that with the hip hop community, but it never, it never, never kind of figured out a way to, to make that my own but you know I, I anytime that dude called man I, I was you know I was on board for a show man I was you know like they, they, they would do mostly electronic again I you know I'd, I'd bring a little you know play play an hour hip-hop or something for them that's you know I'd go real like eclectic with it and all that or you know but uh people were into it man it was fun we had a good time that's probably my wildest you know some of the, some of the I'm sure there's lots of story you know other times uh, of me getting too drunk while I'm DJing and, and probably being you know wilding out and I don't you know Maybe it's better. I don't remember that, but I try to keep that in check. You know, be be a professional to a point. You know, but have fun. Uh, no, no, that's no, that's what's up, bro. I mean, that's I mean, that's something. I mean, I knew about the Powell Square building. I, I figured something always happened at that building. Yeah. Like it's like something gotta be happening there because it's like. Because I, I always wanted to know if there was some kind of a scene like that. Because I figured, okay, we got a hip-hop scene. 
we gotta have some kind of like techno electro raves somewhere mm -hmm. somewhere in the city and i'm glad you just said that they really did used to be one i've always figured it was but now you just kind of confirmed it because i was like i wonder if you got some shit like uh what's that movie back in the day Fuck. go i was like i was yeah. like i was like i wonder if it's something like go like I yeah that's like, scene, something like that that scene was real active here in town man that uh you know that, that that was a i'd say they organized a lot around you know you have like individual promoters doing stuff or like crews of promoters you know uh putting together shows and all that depending on you know the the, the level of show they were doing but uh they, they that was uh they would organize a lot around you know obviously word of mouth and, and flyers a little bit but the biggest thing i'd say in that in like the early to mid 2000s to, you know uh were they would use uh, forums for organizing that stuff. They had a forum called uh, stlouisraver.com that uh, a couple of buddies of mine ran for a long time, you know, which they put in a lot of work, you know, a lot of their own time and money to kind of give people, a, you know, it kind of became a community around that. Like people would, you know, and this is pre-Facebook and even pre-MySpace days and all that, you know, that the, the, the was, you know, the, the closest we had to social media at that point. You know, so they would, uh, you know, come together. You know, they had different topic forums and stuff, but they would kind of promote shows and organize on that and get the word out. But it was really centered around that. That's how it, the, the, the shows that I knew were, at least. Very cool. Shit. I mean, like I said, I mean, you teaching me something because like I, <laughs> I, like I said, I kind of sort of knew about it. And I kind of mm -hmm. always figured about it, but yeah, I just never knew it was kind of as in-depth as that. Like, I truly never knew. So... You just gave me a quick history lesson. So that's yeah. dope, man. That's, that's hella dope, man. Um, do you think, let me ask you this. I know stuff, you know, times change, people change, people grown up, you know, all types of stuff, man. Um, do, would you ever see in like the near future that kind of scene coming back? Cause you know, like kind of like every other fad, like history always repeats itself. Especially seem like what, every 20 years damn near it seemed like. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so do you ever see this scene kind of coming back in fruition? Like in the, you know, sometimes some of these, like kind of like how like 90s hip hop starting, like uh -huh. that kind of stuff starting to come back and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd see, you know, I'd like to, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm rooting for, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, as far as I'm, I might be in, in your spot that you were before, maybe where people are just doing it and I don't know, you know, I, I ain't on the internet anymore, you know, but, uh, the, the, you know, now, now it seems, I mean, like, especially for the electronic cats, like there's, there's like, there's, there's a, there's a lot, lot of venues for hip hop and stuff like that. But even now, like that's gotten so mainstream where a lot of them are just instead of throwing those like kind of wild par you know, parties like that or are just doing legitimate show nights at places, you know, they'll get like, you know, they were doing like the people, the people that have been DJing those things just instead have their own nights at like Taha Tiki or whatever it was, or some of the other places down in you know, the Grove or wherever else. Uh, but there, there, there were still like you know they have like even like the big shows and moved to more legitimate venues, which were real cool. You know, like uh, twenty seven twenty when that was a thing and all that. They, you know, like the most of the shows that like you had seen thrown there in the past like ten years would have been the ones like where they instead rented out. You know, like the Aloha, like old skate place that they used to throw a lot of raves at or whatever. You know, whatever. You know, this building they could get. You know, to let them have people in it till whatever time you know the you know they kicked them all out but now now i think it's a lot of the guys because it's such a money investment too there on those that a lot of the from what i know uh I'm, and i'm not tight with a lot of promoters as much as i used to be but now with that you know i, I was kind of just do my solo dj thing now or you know djing with the crew we kind of do our own little thing but uh it just seems like to me not from what i the outside looking in that a lot of them 
would rather just book a you know a, a place that'll let them kind of safely do you know until 1 30 or 3 but you know man i i had a lot of fun doing the underground thing man and i you know i hope you know well there's some inherent you know inherent risks with it and all that you know i i i'd, I'd root for you know kids coming up to to find a way to do something like that that'd be real cool you know i don't know i don't I might be I might, you know might be, feel too old to go to it or whatever man but i'd be happy for them you know <laughs> That's what's up, bro. No, that, no, that, oh, that's real, man. Like, yeah, I just kind of want to know your thought on that because since mm-hmm. you were knew about that scene, like I said, I'm just just always curious, man, because I was just trying to see like what it's going to kind of come back up in the future. I mean, I, I guess I kind of see it coming back because I mean, cyberpunk shit is like still the wave, and so mm-hmm. it's like it's all like if and that's like adjacent to it, damn near something like so. I mean, you know, I, I was just always kind of curious about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah but you know what man we're gonna go ahead and shut it down in a second brother we had a awesome interview man for real for real it definitely was some great talking to you man and um you know i always like to give people uh time and space to go ahead about the contact information how they can find them on social media all this stuff in case they want to reach out so i want to go ahead and give you that platform right now all right cool man I, I, man i appreciate you putting you know putting on the show man I, I love this podcast man thanks again for the invite fresh produce that was that was super fun man i appreciate these opportunities to do both of these man big shout out to you for all the work you're doing man Let me, you Thanks, know man, I, I, I hope you you know i I, th- I think you get plenty of your respect but you know just you get it from me too man and i hope more people you know recognize the work you're putting into it man i you know love Thanks, what you man. guys are doing fresh produce man like that was that going off a little tangent but you know pulling it pulling on my driveway one day hearing them talk on npr about you know fresh produce and hearing dj who and then talking about you guys doing that you know on on you know local npr stuff you know that that was that was a big meeting i like that that that, that hit me in the heart, man. I was like, I was like, you know, felt you know, I didn't like when I'm, you know, proud of what my kids do, man. Like that, not your kids, you know, but like that, like, like 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 my family, you know, was 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 hitting something big, man. Like that, that was real Appreciate cool. That. So shout Appreciate out to that. that. Shout out to you guys, man. You, you know, you know, I, I I love what you guys are doing, and and it's it thrills me the attention and, and the respect that you guys are are, are getting, man. That's um, man. For for uh, to go back to me, I'm. I'm much less inclined to talk about myself than others you know i always that's always a little about the crew man is i you know i'm, I'm a i'm a rising tides lifts all ships guy man i'm like you know i want to bring up you know everybody that's with me and you know and if i if i go along i go along too but uh for me man my my, my biggest social media i probably use is uh uh instagram at dj circus you know uh i'm on i've got a facebook page but i i ain't post on like a like a dj page on there but that you know that thing's been dead for a while it's got you know I'm, i might go back and start using that but i don't, I don't use that a ton i'm, I'm on twitter but I, again I, I don't i don't use that all that much it, just too much toxicity on there for me <laughs> all that i'd rather you know i understand no, I, you get know, it. I get you know, it i understand right. you know uh so yeah, man. Probably biggest thing is is look at me on Facebook, you know, or, or on uh, Instagram, you know. Uh, whenever whenever gigs start popping back up, man, I'll, I'll be putting out, you know, stuff on there, and I'm I'm gonna find a way if I get a if I can get that mixed cloud stuff figured out, you know, I'll, I'll put up posts on there and and links to that, and uh, and I want to tell everyone to check out their they've got a uh, I don't know how to tell you to find it, but they they've got a a Discord channel for BSS now. Where, because a lot of the guys have been doing uh, streaming on Reddit, which I'm gonna try to check out. I got apparently I gotta boost up my uh, comic karma on there because I've been a you know like a 13 year lurker on there, and I don't you know, <laughs> I don't ever pose. I reach it, but I'm like I, you know like they don't. Same I, I don't, I'm the guy that I'm like oh, they don't they don't need my opinion on this or whatever you know. <laughs> and I can just be like cool, you know, upvote me please, you know. 
that just ain't me. But uh, so I'm, I'm gonna work on that. But uh, yeah, if you can find that that BSS uh, Discord channel, I don't know. I don't know if you can find it through the uh, the Reddit links or so, somebody. You know, Dez Disco has been running that. So he, you know, if you uh, reach out to him, I'm sure if you're really interested in that, you can find him on there. But uh, I'm gonna be putting a lot, a lot of stuff in there, especially with these new make. You know, what I'm gonna try to just do this little figure out some kind of little mix series or do something there, man, because got a lot of little stuff I'd like to do, man. And that, that getting back and thank you for, again for this invite, man, that gave me the motivation to get the turntables going and you know, the, the controller going in this case and playing that, man. And, and you know, it's that was a big, you know, that was some uh, music therapy for me, man. So I think I'm going to start doing that more often. You know? Hell so, yeah. Yeah, Instagram is my biggest social media. You know, I use there. Usually it's I'm posting just stupid memes and fixing me and my kids or something, you know, but, you know, I'm always, always trying to interact with people on there and do that. And, and uh, once, you know, once music starts picking up, you know, once it's, I feel safe to go out, you know, and, and I, I've gotten a couple offers of gigs in the last, you know, since now till summer and all that. But I, I you know, I, I just haven't been comfortable with, with taking that stuff out. And, and I also don't want to take away money from like, I, for me, DJ is a geek for love, you know, like I, you know, don't get me wrong. I ain't mad making money doing it, but you know, I'd rather pass on a gig to somebody that, you know, is doing DJ as a career and you know, relies on that more. You know, I, you know, I don't want to take that away from anybody just to, for me to go out and have a little fun. So, but hopefully once that, you know, if things get back more to normal, man, I'll go out and jam with cats and put it out there. And I'm, you know, miss, miss playing for a crowd, miss having fun, man. You know, that's, that's, that's my big love of it, man. You know, it's not better for me than that, but uh, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Appreciate that brother. And, yeah. uh, I want to go ahead and just give you one more space um you have any final words to the good people out there for anyone listening uh follow these cats on fresh produce man i think this is the the the, mo- the most exciting the thing i'm most excited about the people are doing in st louis man even before the shit I, I love the online stuff man but the way you guys have been doing that man like you you know uh and anytime you guys need something you can reach out and let me know because i i'd love to be a part and helping out man like that you guys you guys do a great show great thing i, I love i love the spirit of the show and the community you guys are building up around that so uh, i'm not i'm repeating myself a bunch but huge shout out to you guys and love for what you guys are doing much love man that's def- that's love man for real we truly do appreciate that for real man definitely definitely thank you so much again like I said you just taking the time out of your day man like I said I know you're a family man too man so yeah. I'm gonna say take your time out to you know go ahead and you know just talk to little old me man you know just to go I ahead and just get your story nah, man. man yeah I appreciate you having me on man this is this was this was a lot of fun Hell yeah, man. No, much love, man. Much appreciate yep. it. And um and everybody, that was another episode of Fresh Produce. Oh my fresh produce. It is fresh produce, but <laughs> through the boom podcast. It's all your name. You can use it however you want, man. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um check us out, like I said, on all forms of social media at Fruit Boom Pod, which is F-R-U-I-T-B-O-O-M-P-O-D. Um catch us on all podcast sites, Spotify, Apple, Google, Pandora, Mixcloud, Stitcher, tune in, you name it we're out there so make sure you check us out on there and also just make sure you check us out every first third wednesday on first produce online on twitch and facebook and i believe we are doing more reddit so make sure you go ahead and check that out and we will catch you guys on the next on fruit of boom and i'll holler at you peace i love man love